Welcome everybody to another great installment of Calvary Christian Center. We pray that today's message encourages you and inspires you like never before. So sit back, grab your notes, your notepad, and enjoy this message live from Calvary Christian Center. Of my time with the Lord, and I want to tell you that nothing takes God by surprise. That God is not upset, He's not full of anxiety, God is not worried about the coronavirus or any other virus. God is in control. And I'm going to just take a few minutes and preach and teach the word. And I believe God gave me a word even before we knew that all this was going to be happening with the coronavirus, God spoke this into my spirit. So we're coming from the book of Esther. We're coming from the book of Esther chapter 4. Now let me just say this. I want you to get this in your spirit early on, that your God is the God of the turnaround. God's going to turn this thing around. He's going to turn these circumstances around. So I want you to be encouraged. Now Esther chapter 4 verse 10 it says, then Esther spoke to Hatchtich and gave him the command for Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court of the king who has not been called, he has but one law, put all to death except the one whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he or she may live. Yet I myself... Esther says, have not been called to go into the king these 30 days. So Mordecai uh, said these words to Esther, and Mordecai told them the answer to Esther. Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And then I want you to note Esther chapter 1 verse 2. In those days when King Xerxes sat on the throne of his kingdom, which was the Shushan, the citadel, that in the third year of his reign, he made a feast for all his officials and his servants in the powers of Persia and Media and the, and the nobles and the princes of the province, provinces before him. When he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the splendor of his excellent majesty for many days, 180, don't miss that, 180 days in all. Remember what Mordecai said to Esther, for such a time as this. And then we read that just before Esther emerged, there was a celebration that lasted for 180 days. 180 represents a turnaround. 180 represents an about face. And the Lord gave me a word that this is the season of the 180. That this is, this God is about to turn things around. What the enemy meant for evil, I'm speaking it into your home right now. I'm speaking it over this nation right now. God is going to turn it for good. The 180 effect. It's about to happen in your life. That's what I'm teaching today. So, Father, just have your way. God, as we open our hearts to your word, teach us, lead us, feed us, and we'll give you praise. God, thank you that you have all this under control, and you're going to encourage your people through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I want you to 
wherever you're at today, you're, if you're watching by Facebook or you're watching on a social media venue, I want you to share this right now because I truly believe that God has given me a word for this moment. The Bible says that this celebration lasted for 180 days. As I was reading that this week, it seemed to just leap off the page at me. Because what 180 represents, 180 represents an about face. It represents the moment when God supernaturally turns things around. It's like things are going one direction, and then when there's a 180, you go another direction. And I believe that in spite of what it may look like in our nation right now, in spite of what it may feel like because of all that the media is reporting, and you feel the pressure and stress I've come to tell you God is going to use this moment to bring about a 180 for people in our nation I believe God's going to use this moment to turn some things around and I'm grateful to know that God is still the God of the turnaround I'm grateful to know that he can turn anything around he can turn anybody around he can turn your family around he can turn your finances around he can turn a medical report around he can turn attitudes around he can hurt, turn addictions around He can turn churches around and marriages around and rebellious children around. He can turn nations around. Hallelujah. I don't care what it is. God is the God of the 180. He's the God of the turnaround. And nowhere in the Bible is this proven more than in the book of Esther. This is, this is why we want the world to know as we race toward Easter. We want them to understand what Esther found out. Jesus is alive and there is nothing or no one he can't turn around. Jesus is alive and there's not a situation or a circumstance that he can't turn around. I, I love God's Word. As I said, I've been kind of captured by the book of Esther the last little bit. And I'm just going to speak to you for the next few minutes out of the overflow of what God has been saying to me this week, even during this time of the coronavirus. Now, this is an incredible story that starts out revolving around a pagan king named Xerxes. Xerxes is king of Persia, and he ruled over 127 provinces from Ethiopia to Persia. And Xerxes in this moment is having a celebration, six months, 180 days, and he's showing off his wealth, and he's showing off his splendor and his excellence. This was a bad joker. Come on, y'all. He, he wanted everyone to see what he had. He wanted everyone to see how blessed and how, how much he had. So for six months, it was a nonstop party with a 24-hour open bar. Can you imagine? All they did was party for 180 days. And so there came to this point at the end of 180 days where he wanted his fine, good-looking wife, Vashti, to put on her crown and come before the guests and let them behold her beauty. And I want you to understand something. Here, here, here she is. She's got her own party going on. And she says, I'm not going to his party because I've 
got my own party going on. She was invited into the presence of the king because even Xerxes, you were not allowed to come into his presence without an invitation. And she refused him. And I want to tell you something. Even as we race toward Easter, in Jesus' name, we'll be able to have Easter right here in our campus, right here on this campus and throughout all of our campuses. And I want you to invite people. If you're from another church, invite them to your church. And let's get the houses packed. If the Lord allows us to meet on that Resurrection Sunday, I want you to understand something. When you invite them into your church, you're not inviting them just to see a building. You're not inviting them just to see a musical department. You're not even inviting them to just see a preacher. You're inviting them into the presence of the King. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you to do that. Well, long story short, I want you to understand that this woman, uh, Vashti, refused to, to come when the king called. But that decision shifted everything. Things looked bad for Israel in Persia at that time. The Jewish people were in captivity. Things looked bad, and it looked like it was going to get worse. But what happened, it shifted everything because when Vashti refused to come, the, the reality is that they said since she won't come before the king, there needs to be another queen. It set off a series of events that would begin to turn everything around. And I want you to know that the devil means this for evil, but I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that these events that we are encountering right now in our nation, God's going to use it to turn things around. Now, now here's what's so powerful to me. God was shifting that season, and I hear the Lord say, many of my people have entered into their turnaround season, and they don't even know it. They, the Jewish people didn't even realize that in that moment, God was releasing a turnaround season, and that end of 180 days, God was about to turn things around. And I feel like there's people who are watching me right now by live stream, and you don't even know it, but I feel this in my spirit. Many of you have entered into your turnaround season. Things may not look good right now and situations may be tough right now, but the 180 effect is in full effect. God is turning things around. Now we know that Vashti rejected the king's invitation and, and, and here Esther is pressed by her, her cousin who took her in because her mom and dad had died and, and, and she is pressed by her cousin. To, to enter into this beauty pageant that they were having from people across the kingdom. They were bringing the most beautiful women from across the kingdom, and whoever won would become the queen. So imagine that Mordecai pushes Esther to enter into this pageant, and Esther is broken. It's Esther the broken. It's Esther the orphan. It was Esther who was raised by her cousin. It was Esther who seemed like she was less than everyone else in the eyes of so many. But let me tell you what Esther did. Esther recognized her moment. When she was invited into the king's presence, she recognized her moment. I want you to get this in your spirit. Vashti was the first choice. Vashti was chosen first, but Vashti refused. And Esther said, I can see her there saying, I may not be the king's first choice, but if he calls, 
I'm coming. Even if I'm not his first choice, you know what? I stand before you on this stage today, and I'll tell you, I'm not real sure that I was God's first choice to do the work that I'm doing. I'm not real sure that I was his first choice to Pastor Calvary, that I was his first choice to do the work that I'm doing, but the truth is, I'm okay with that. I may have been God's second choice, or third choice, or fourth choice, or even fifth choice. There may have been somebody that would have been more articulate than me, more gifted than me. They, were, they may have had more skill than I have, but I'm all right with that. I'm just thankful that I had some sense and some faith to say yes when the king called. It doesn't matter if I'm his first choice. If he calls, man, I'm stepping up. And I'm telling you, God's calling you right now. God's talking to you right now. And, and listen, if you, won't, if you won't step up, somebody will. So you know what I did? I did what Esther did. I said yes to the king. And you need to understand, precious, blessings fall like rain when you say yes to the king. Now, can we go a little deeper? Remember there, after the rejection of Vashti, they throw the beauty pageant, and, and, and Esther is there. Can you imagine? She's pressured by her father's cousin and, and, and to enter into the contest, and droves of women are there. And she probably felt like, I don't even stand a chance because I'm Jewish. We're, we're in poverty. We're in, we're in, we're, we're, they're prejudiced against us. But the Bible says something that absolutely leapt into my spirit. In Esther 2.15, it said, Now when... It was Esther's turn. Many had gone before her, but the Bible says, now when it was Esther's turn. Oh, you better hear me. Watch this now. Esther's life had been rough. It had been tough, and things were not easy. But when it was her turn, she had watched people around her get their turn. She had watched people around her get their opportunity. But when it was her turn. See, honey, when it's your turn, don't worry about who goes before you. When it's your turn, don't worry about who got to the king before you did. When it's your turn, everything changes. You need to declare in faith right where you are. It's, it's my turn. It's my turn. See, the turnaround started when Esther realized it's my turn. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I need to tell you right at your home, it's your turn. It's your turn for healing. It's your turn for breakthrough. It's your turn for revival. It's your turn to see your children saved. It's your turn to see a miracle from heaven. It's your turn. The devil doesn't want you to know it, but baby, I want you to understand that even in the midst of this attack on our nation and on the world, God has not abandoned us. God has not forsaken us. It's our turn to step up and say, let the Son of God arise with healing in his wings, honey. It's your turn. Don't rush it. Take your time. It's your turn. Some things in the past have not shifted for you, have not shifted in your life, have not occurred because it simply was not your turn. But I hear the king say, it's your turn now. There's some things that did not change because it wasn't time for them to change. But I hear the Lord say, now it's time. It's your turn. Somebody get in faith at your house right now and say, it's my turn. It's my turn. The king is calling. It's my turn. It's your turn to see God move in a real way in your life. Listen, it's your turn. You may be diagnosed with cancer right now watching this, but I want to tell you, it's your turn to be healed. I've got a friend 
of mine who was given no hope, absolutely zero hope, a friend of mine in the ministry, but God is, is reversing that cancerous situation. The doctor said there are billions of cancer cells in your body. There's no way that you can survive, but yet this week the doctor got on his report and, and, and got on his documents and said, listen, this is a miracle. You know why? Because the doctor gave zero chance, but it was his turn for a healing. I want to tell you, it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. Listen, the devil's trying to use this to discourage us, but it's our turn. We're rising up in your house right now to bring hope, to tell you it's your turn. Oh, this is powerful to me. Now, I want you to get this in your spirit. I want you to understand what I'm saying. Esther had to be prepared to see the king for six months at a time. In fact, a year altogether, she soaked in different oils and in perfume. She would literally lay in this oil and it would permeate every part of her being. Now, oil is an incredible emblem of the Holy Ghost. It's an incredible emblem of the anointing. And she laid in that oil, watch this now, she laid in that oil for a year. One year in the oil for one night with the king. Ugh. I said one year in the oil for one night with the king. Ugh. I said one year in the oil for one night with the king. She was serious about the presence of the king and getting into his presence. Now, now watch this. One side benefit of that, Esther was already beautiful. Esther was already the loveliest in the land. But on top of that, she smelled real good. And when she came into events, when she came around other people where men were, they would notice her beauty, and then they would look at her and say, girl, you smell so good. You're so fine. Esther, you looking good, and you smell good. And I can see Esther looking at them and saying, boy, you better talk to the palm. This is not for you. I haven't, I haven't gone through all this for you. I haven't been soaking in this oil for the likes of you. I haven't gone through what I've gone through for the likes of you. I've got too much invested in this turnaround season to waste it on the likes of you. She said this is for the king. This is all about the king. You see, she refused to be seduced by lower lovers. She refused to allow herself to be drawn in and seduced by lower lovers. How many people receive the anointing? They receive the oil. They're invited into the presence of the king, but before they ever get there and use what they've got for the king, they're seduced by lower lovers. I've seen preachers get seduced by lower lovers thinking that it was all about them, but let me tell you something. We are living in a day when it is time to magnify the name of Jesus and raise him up. Did you know we are actually in the year, in the time of Purim right now, that the Jews are celebrating Purim. This week was Purim, and this is when they celebrate when Esther went before the king and the nation turned around and was protected. Hear me. This beauty, the beauty of this story is overwhelming to me because not only did Esther get new clothes, not only did Esther get a new dress, but because she refused to be seduced by lower lovers, not only did she she get a new husband, she got a new name. 
Hallelujah, because in the beginning her name was Hadassah, but her royal name was Esther. So God gave her a new name. God gave her a new address. God gave her new clothes. God gave her a new husband. God gave her a new door. Let me tell you something. God turned this little orphan around, and if God can turn Esther around, God can turn you around. The Jews are celebrating Purim right now. It's a time of joyful celebration in Israel because they saw how God turned their nation around. I want to tell you, if God can turn Israel around, God can turn America around. God can turn our nation around. Now, her name was Hadassah, and if you define the name Hadassah, Hadassah means the myrtle tree, and the myrtle tree represents the establishment of God's promises. The myrtle tree, it's evergreen. What does that mean? That means that no matter what the weather is, the myrtle tree is green. No matter what the climate is, the myrtle tree stays green. The myrtle tree is not controlled by its outward circumstances. The myrtle tree has roots that run deep. In fact, the roots run so deep, and this is what her name was, basically myrtle. The roots run so deep that even if you cut the myrtle tree down at the stump, the roots will grow up and grow a brand new tree. I've, I've come to tell you that it's time for you, even if you feel like you've been cut even if you feel like you've been wounded your roots are running too deep you are not going to die you are not going to perish I declare that the church of the living God though many of our sanctuaries may be empty of people I declare that in the mighty name of Jesus that we are going to flourish like never before this is not a dry time for the church this is time for revival glory be to God see here's the truth the promise of that myrtle tree, even when it was cut, it had to, it, it has to bring forth the potential that's in it because the roots run deep. You see, the reality is that Esther had been cut. Hester had been through a lot. Her life was rough. She lost her parents. She was a foreigner, a captivity in Persia. But in spite of that, there was a promise over her life that had to manifest. Her parents may have died, but her roots ran deep. She may have been in captivity, but her roots ran deep, and she had to live. Now watch this. Hadessa means myrtle. But then her her pre her king her queenly name was Esther. Esther, and the name Esther means star. Get that in your spirit. The name Esther means star. Even though she went through a lot, there was a star in her. Even though she faced trouble, there was a star in her. God elevated her. He turned her life around, but there was purpose behind it. Listen, God will take you into, through situations and seasons that you don't understand because he wants to place you in a position to shine. I want to tell you there's a star in you. There's breakthrough in you. Don't you let the enemy kill you. Don't you let the devil destroy you. Don't you let fear overtake you, Sonny. This is your time. There's a star in you. There's something in you that needs to shine to let the world know that the Lord is on our side. To let the world know that there is a healer. There is a deliverer. There is a redeemer. There is a way maker. Don't you let hell steal your victory and steal your peace. You are more than that child of God, we will not be swallowed up by fear. We will not be taken by anxiety, but we will rise up and say our God is on our side and everything is going to be all right. My, 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 my. So powerful to me 
because the story even thickens and, and the plot thickens because it takes a twist when the villain in the book of Esther emerges in the form of a man named Haman. Haman despised the Jewish people. He, he wanted them to be eradicated. And the reason was because he was full of so much pride because he was second in command at that time in Persia. And he wanted everyone to bow before him when he came into the town square and everyone bowed but Mordecai, the stepfather, the cousin of Esther. He saw right through Haman's facade and saw him for the charade that he was and discerned his agenda to kill the Jewish people. And I want to tell you, God still gives us discernment. God will still show us what's real and what's fake. And here this man was, Mordecai, who refused to, to buy into this. And, and so Haman began to desire for the entire group of Jewish people that were in Persia to be killed. Now, one side note, up until 1935, Persia was still called Persia. But today it's called Iran. And if you want to know some history, no nation on the planet has hated the Jews and hated Israel more than Iran. The spirit of Haman is still alive in that land. Yet the God who protected them in Esther's day is protecting them today. I just need to tell you, be encouraged. When God is on your side, it doesn't matter who isn't. Hallelujah. When God is for you, it doesn't matter who isn't. Now watch this. Mordecai refused to bow and Haman got so mad that he launched a scheme to murder all the Jews in Persia by convincing the king to issue a royal decree. But before the wheels of the tragedy that, that this man Haman was orchestrating began to even roll, God had already put in place a star named Esther who would be able to take care of the attack. God already, see this tells me something. I want you to look at me in the eyes. God already has your turnaround in place before the enemy even launches an attack. God's already got a way made for you to make it. The enemy has come in, but God's already got a way of escape for you. Before the enemy ever attacks your children, attacks your money, attacks your finances, God already had your turnaround in place. Now listen. God's not worried about this virus. He's already got the turnaround in place. Mordecai hears this news because a letter is circulated throughout the kingdom and Mordecai puts on sackcloth and ashes. It is a desperate time because they're building gallows across the kingdom and the people are going to be killed and, 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 and Mordecai is in this desperate time and he, and, he, and he calls out on God but then he reaches out to Esther and Esther's there. She's in the right time at the right place and she was a star it was her moment to shine and I want to tell you this baby it's our moment to shine it's the church's moment to shine it's the people of God's moment to shine and we're going to shine we're not going to waste this opportunity honey we're going to make a difference the truth is it was a very big deal for Esther to approach the king that Mordecai said who knows but you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this 
it was so powerful to me because there she was in position, but she's fearful. Because the reality is that if she approached the king and he didn't, he didn't wave his scepter at her or he didn't touch her with his golden scepter, she could be killed. But in that moment, she said, if I perish, I perish. She said, I've got to do what I've got to do. And then the, her, her uncle had said to her, who knows if you've come for the kingdom for such a time as this. Listen, we are here for such a time as this. I believe the church needs to rise up for such a time as this. This is your time to make a difference. This is our time, church. The nation is looking. The nation is worried. The nation is full of anxiety. It is time to reach out and let the world know Jesus is the answer. The king looked at Esther and she found favor in his eyes and she said, what do you want? I'll give you up to half the kingdom. Now here's where it really gets to be something. He said, I want, she said, I want to have a banquet and let's invite Haman. And, 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 and let's just get him, get him here for this banquet. That's, that's what I'd like for you to do. That very night, the king reached out and, and brought Haman in for a banquet. But before he did, watch this, the king had been kept awake. He couldn't sleep. And he had remembered that there was a time when there was an assassination plot all the way back in Esther chapter 2 against his life. And he said, he said, I, I wasn't killed there because there was two men at the gate who plotted to kill me, but there was a man, a man, the man. See, the Lord kept him awake and, and reminded him of the man that saved his life. He said, who was this man? <laughs> Imagine, this man was Mordecai. He remembers Mordecai. He remembered that Mordecai preserved his life. And he said, what have we done for the man who preserved my life? What have we done? Have we done anything? And they said, we've done nothing, my Lord. Now watch this. Then, this is how God turns things around. This is how God will shift a season and turn a situation around. The king calls uh, Haman into his presence. And the king begins to talk to him. And he said, what shall be done? for the man in whom the king delights. Now, this is so awesome to me because here, here Haman is thinking, yeah, he likes me. He delights in me. I'll I, I tell you, I'll tell you, th th who does he delight in more than me? Haman basically said, King, let me tell you, you need to hook that brother up. You need to hook that brother up. You need to give him a royal robe that the king has worn. You need to put him on the royal horse with a royal crest on his head. You need to parade him. You need to have a noble, your chief noble, parade him around the city and into the square. And you need to have him honored. Hook that brother up. Now imagine this. The king looked at him and said, that's a great idea. Do this for Mordecai. Can you imagine? Do this for Mordecai. That just cracks me up because here he is now. Haman has to take the horse and lead the horse after he's bragged to his wife, read the record, bragged to his friends about this banquet, bragged how great he was and what was going on. The Lord raises up Mordecai, sits him on the horse, and makes his enemy, hallelujah, lead that horse all through the city. I've come to 
tell you that God will turn it around. You may not know how and you may not know when, but God will turn it around. And don't you know that every step that Haman took, he regretted that he ever touched Mordecai. Every step that he took, he regretted that he touched God's people. And I want to tell you that when this is over, hell is going to regret everything that it did to try to touch the people of God because I believe there is an awakening coming to our nation. There is breakthrough coming to your house in Jesus' name. Now, this is mighty to me because you know what happened. God so reversed that curse that, that Haman wound up dying in the gallows that he had built for Mordecai. They had built gallows all through the nation of Persia, and they were going to kill all the Jews. But I love what the Lord did. The Lord exalted Esther. The Lord exalted Mordecai, and Mordecai became second in command. But not only did he become second in command, he led uh, an, an insurrection against the people who had been attacking the Jews. He led a battle against them. And all those that wanted the Jews dead, they were dealt with. And there was such a revival in Persia that not only did the Jews have revival, not only did the Jews wake up, not only did the Jews recommit their life to Jehovah in a real way, Persians, the Bible said, started converting to Judaism. Persians started accepting Judaism and they called on the name of the one true God, Jehovah. Let me tell you something. The devil may think that he's going to get the last word and the last laugh, but let me tell you, during this season where we're battling with the coronavirus, the Lord has already got this under control and I declare that people who have not called on the name of Jesus, they're going to call on the name of Jesus. I declare your children are going to call on the name of Jesus. Your family's going to call on the name of Jesus. This is your time for a 180. This is your time for a turnaround. It went from Mordecai being on the, having a death sentence, Esther being an orphan, till God turned that whole thing around and they both are blessed and the nation of Israel is blessed within Persia. I want you to understand that God is the God of the turnaround. Hallelujah. Now here's the key. You need to learn to praise the Lord. You need to learn to praise the Lord right where you are, right in the season that you're in. Don't you let fear rob you of your praise. Don't you let the God of the turnaround lack any of your worship because I'm going to tell you, God inhabits the praises of his people and when he inhabits and shows up, all that he is shows up. Now, I have one of these things right here. This is called a grogger. And in Israel right now, the kids are walking around with these groggers. They, it's kind of like uh, their Halloween. It's a different version. It's a holy thing because they're celebrating East uh, uh, Purim there, and the kids are dressing up in outfits. They're getting candy, and they have these groggers that are noisy. Do you hear? And, and, and they walk around, and they make the noise. You say, well, what does that have to do with anything? The name Haman actually means noisy. His name means noisy. So what these kids do, they walk around with these 
and they don't even want to hear the name of Haman. They don't even want to hear the noise. So they make more noise than Haman makes. And I want to tell you, the enemy is going to come against you every time he can, every way he can. He's coming against you right now. He's coming against you and saying, saying that you're not going to make it. This, this, this virus is going to sweep the nation. We're going to crumble financially. We're not going to see a breakthrough. And when the devil starts talking... You need, you need to go ahead and be louder with your praise. When the devil says coronavirus, come on. When the devil says poverty, when the devil says you're not going to make it, you need to open your mouth and say, devil, the Lord is on my side. See, some of you right now need to open your mouth right at your house. And the devil said you're not going to, your children won't be saved. Your finances won't break through. Come on. This nation is going to crumble. There's too much pressure. You're going to get the coronavirus. You need to say, devil, you are a liar, and let your praise rise above every attack of the enemy. Even get noisy right in your house right now. God is going to turn things around. I've come into your home to tell you the 180 effect is in full effect. Hallelujah. God is turning things around. Glory be to God. You need to... Get out your grogger, hallelujah. Maybe you don't have a grogger, but you got a mouth. Open it and begin to praise the Lord. Now here it is, and I close with this. It's amazing to me that if you look through this whole story, it's a beautiful story, it's a wonderful story. But what's powerful to me is the way that God turned things around the way that he takes an orphan girl who had been raised by her cousin who became her stepfather, elevates her to be queen. She's a myrtle tree. She's deep. She trusts. But there was a star in her. And myrtle became Esther. God turned it around that quick. Mordecai. Do you know what the root word for Mordecai's name is? Worship. The root word in the name Mordecai is worship. See, God, he takes note of a worshiper. God notices a worshiper. Mordecai went from a death sentence to second in command. Xerxes, it seemed, elevated him. Well, you say, what about Xerxes? Did he have power? Yes, he did. He ruled over 127 provinces. He ruled from Ethiopia to India. Honey, Xerxes was able to have a party that lasted six months. 180 days. It seems like Xerxes had us going on. And when you define the name Xerxes, Xerxes' name means hero of heroes. And some of you may hear this story and mistakenly think that Xerxes is the hero of this story because he elevated Mordecai and he crowned Esther. But Xerxes 
is not the hero of this story. Jehovah is the hero of this story. Let me tell you, God's about to push back the darkness. God's about to do a thing in our nation. When I see the God of sports, come on, has been brought down. March Madness, not happening. NBA, not happening. Major League Baseball, not happening. The PGA, not happening. The God of sports has fallen on one side. The God of entertainment has fallen on the other. Think about it. Disney World, Disneyland, Universal, Bush Gardens, SeaWorld, all closed down. People won't go to movies. The God of entertainment has fallen. So while the God of sports has fallen, huh, and the God of entertainment has fallen, hey, feel this. It is time for the hero of our story to rise up. His name is Jehovah. The hero of our story is Jesus Christ. The hero of your story that can turn your situ around, situation around is Jesus Christ, and he can bring a 180. The, the, I'm telling you, the 180 effect is in full effect. What do you need? Do you need your children turned around? Do you need your finances turned around? Do you need your marriage turned around? Do you need that financial uh, attack that you're under? You're about to lose your home. Do you need that turned around? Some of you are watching right now and you're under an intense physical attack. Do you need that turned around? I feel in my spirit there's some watching right now. You've been addicted for a long time to prescription drugs. Do you need God to break that addiction off of you? Oh, I'm seeing things in the Holy Spirit right now. Some of you right now are so desperate. You have children that are so locked in bondage. I feel like there's some watching right now. You have a son that's in prison, and the enemy has told you to give up hope, but God said, I'm going to use that prison, and I'm going to cause my word to get in his spirit, and I'll, I can turn him around. I want to tell you that the 180 effect is in full effect. And in spite of the fact that we are dealing right now with a virus they call coronavirus, in spite of the fact that we are dealing with a season, honey, where it's uncertain in so many ways, I've come to tell you today that God can turn it around. Maybe you're watching and you're not where you need to be with the Lord. See, that's what repentance is. Repentance is a turnaround. Repentance is an about face. Maybe there's sin in your life. If there is, I want you to put your hand on your heart. It's you and me right now. And I want you to pray this prayer, you and I together. Pray, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, please forgive me for all my sins. Take my heart. Wash it clean in your precious blood. I receive you now as Lord and Savior. Come on, say this after me. Say, today, the 180 effect is in full effect. Declare today is the day of my turnaround. 
I decree and declare that people have turned around right now, that people that have watched this, no matter what time it is, no matter where you are, there is no time or distance with the Holy Spirit and the power of God. This very moment, God turns you around. You were once a sinner, right now you're a saint. You said goodbye, devil, and hello, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's a turnaround. I also want to tell those of you that are watching, don't you get swallowed up in fear. I know these days are uncertain. I myself have had to pray and say, God, I'm giving this to you because your church, I really wanted to gather with your people today. But the Lord just spoke to me. He said, I'm going to use this, so I'm trusting God. I don't want you to get swallowed up in fear or anxiety. I don't want you to get swallowed up in worry because I want you to know God is going to use this to turn things around. I speak a turnaround. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it inspired you in every single way. For more information about Calvary Christian Center or to give, you can go to calvaryfl.com and be sure to subscribe and like this podcast. And we will see you next week here on the Calvary FL Podcast.